Ladies and gents, uh, here we are for the second week of what we're doing for the new year and hopefully forevermore, uh, a weekly podcast from your friends at Book Record Beer. It is myself, Nick Mahalik, uh, Daniel DeFranco, hey. say hello. Uh, Nick Gregorio is, of course, our Book Record Beer brethren. He is not here today. Um, and engineer Mike is, of course... Our brethren as well. So we're going to get into it. Who's um, not here? Who's not here? Yes. Just uh, good old Nick and Dan today. No, double Nick and Dan. <laughs> um, so I wrote, I wrote something for you. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. You ready? Yeah. yeah I found this lying around your base, but I have no idea what it is. That's a kalimba, it's, friend. It's like a, a box with uh, it's called a, like hairpins on it's it. It's like a thumb harp. Oh, I like it. It's called a kalimba. That's definitely in the name, yeah. Hey, it's time for a short story, fellas uh, and ladies. This is Book Record Beer Weekly. Nice. Yeah, I guess. These are all improv. I wonder if people, they probably think we're like sitting around and making up weird stuff on these. Well, we did. It, just, uh, it happened just instantly. In that moment. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, let, let's, uh, let's get into it. Uh, last week, you know, we're starting this, so... Um, I forgot to mention at the end of last week's show what we'd be doing for this week, um, which is we are looking at a uh, story from Bodega Literary Journal. It's called your Literary Corner Store. That's the way they... You're not buying anything. Right. I mean, you could, I you guess. You could. Yeah, I think you yeah. actually can. But um, this is uh, from Bodega, and they uh, have published a story by Kristen Major. This is uh, from back in September of 2017. It is called A Brilliant, Stupid, Beautiful Fish. Um, I chose this one. I I really, really enjoyed it when it came out. This is a, a publication that I, I read online quite often. Um, if you haven't checked it out, you should. It's a, it's a really, really good one. So um, A Brilliant, Stupid, Beautiful Fish. Daniel, what were your thoughts when I sent this? I wanted to instantly just go to my room and cry like I can... <laughs> I can't write like that, and really, also, because uh, I think you can. What but... this, well, thank you, appreciate that. <laughs> uh, what the story said, you know, the way it ended. Yeah, uh, everything was uh, on the same current. Yeah, just going, and it it fucking ended up where it needed to be. And yep. I was like, oh, this was this was refreshing. Like it wasn't weird to be you know, for the sake of being weird. Yep. Um, it was when fiction can show you yourself or, you know, us ourselves yes. in the purest way, it succeeds, I think, in uh, most often in the most purest, most impactful way. And uh, I'd agree. I think this is an example of that right here. Well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it that much. I, I really enjoyed it. And that's why I chose it, obviously. I thought the title was one of the, you know, because you look at all these literary journals and typically yeah. the titles will be what draws you. Reminded me of um, uh, Salinger. What, uh, uh, what was the. I know what you're talking about and I'm at a loss. This yeah. is all live. We're doing it live. <laughs> uh, but it was in nine stories. Right. right. It was one of the, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Something about a goldfish, right? And the exactly. guy kills himself at the end of the story. <laughs> right. And it, yeah, it has to do with memory and, and all that. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and it also reminded me of, and only after I had finished reading it, of The Great Gatsby. If really? The Great Gatsby wasn't so dull. Sure. You know, maybe when we were alive in the 20s, we'd have been like, hey, that is just like us. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, very yeah. reflective of my time and, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, thoughts. Um, 
this is gonna be interesting because I, I feel like you're you're um, identifying quite a bit with uh, the characters in in this. Yeah, correct. Yeah, um, and it's it's well, of course, we all will and do. Um, the way I uh, was looking at, it, I think it's gonna be a little bit different from what? from you, which is which is. Interesting. Why don't you tell the listener, give them a nutshell what the yeah, story's so about. Yes, here we go. A brilliant, stupid, beautiful fish. Um, I am arguing is uh, referencing the male character in the story. Do you think so? No. Oh. No, I think it's it's everybody. Everybody, yeah. Right, fish plural here. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Nice. So all to, off the bat, we're in different places. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, for me, basically what the story is, is, is about is uh, a woman who um, is working clearly from uh, some wealth, uh, and she walks in the world of the wealthy um, at sort of the lower end of that strata. And she is uh, taken out on a date, and we get to see sort of the inner workings of modern romance. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we sort of end up, I would argue, about 15 years after this uh, date, that uh, begins yeah. the story. 15 or 20, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's it's not a reflective, like, horseful looking back on my life sort of thing. I, it, 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 we're in the trenches of her uh, dating during this time in the big city of New York um, mm. and, and what it's like to, in the 90s, be of this social class um, and then basically to, to think back on what that was like in these brief moments at the end in a few paragraphs. Um, and I don't think I'm really doing it justice because I just made it sound kind of dull. Yeah, but you don't want to give anything away. Exactly, either. which I'm, I'm trying because I felt tough. like I did on the last yeah. week's cast. So I don't want to do that because uh, I think it is a great story that, that should be read. Um, but I think we're going to differ greatly on this. Yeah. So uh, yeah. why don't you give me give me <laughs> some, of the, some thoughts? I think you had one initially of uh, length, right? Because this is yeah. about 2,000 words. <laughs> Yeah, it's about 1,900 words, something like that. Yeah. Um, so I've been having a, a small crisis of, of faith, I guess, literary faith lately. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't stand longer stories that are 10, 20, 30 pages long. Well, 10 pages is fine, uh, but like 20 to 30 page long stories. So your classic short story is one more I guess, right? I guess. Or Because or... 15,000 words was a short story yeah. for a really long time, and you have your... I'm quoting uh, masters of that now, and your Saunders mm -hmm. and your Anthony Doers, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, and I would argue Wells Tower. I think those guys do that long story. I think stories have well. changed. I think writing. Uh, those are uh, arguably uh, modern yeah, writers, though. But they're, they're all from. They still write right now. I guess I'm talking about more of the current stuff that's published in lit journals. Sure. Um, and I know they publish in current lit journals as well. As yes, they do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Those are just really good examples, yeah. though. I'm giving you what, the what I've the what I've been finding is, and I don't know if this is a fault of the work or a fault of myself. Uh, I read a story, and I can almost spot like what the conceit is or what what the writer's getting at. You do that, yeah. Like right away, I'm like, okay. And I don't know if it's because I've, I've you know I'm reading so much more now, and I'm writing so much more that I, I'm I'm kind of more in that world, and I can't I can't enjoy the story anymore because I'm trying to work it out. And figure it out. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that people... I think there's more writers now, frankly. Yeah. I think there's more people writing. Well, there's more people alive. There's more venues to do mm -hmm. it. Which, I mean, I don't see it, but I think more people are being published. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I think that uh, with that, there's sort of... 
a formulaic approach that mm-hmm. a lot of people are taking, especially to Flash, I would argue. But yeah. there's a formulaic approach that a lot of people are taking to telling a good story. Because like you're told in an MFA or frankly in any writing class, not to reinvent the wheel. You know, yeah. you have to master writing the story mm-hmm. before or you can mess with form and all this. They're saying there's there's just an opportunity for uh, mediocrity out there. It's almost a celebration of it. I, I, I think that people are going to read something. They're going to go, this is a good story. Mm-hmm. It hits X, Y, and Z point. And, and Let's put it out. We need content. Perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah. I, I will say for my brief uh, um, opportunities of reading for journals. Yeah. Um, a lot of... You've been the, on the inside. I've been on the inside. Uh, and I made it out. <laughs> I just have a cigarette. Like, it just permanently just... <laughs> desire, uh, that's all I imagine. My jaded cigarette. That's all, yeah. <laughs> that's all editors I picture them. They're in a basement with one just lamp. Just hunched. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, there's, there's, oh, there's so much. <laughs> there's so much, frankly, shit that gets, that gets written and, and submitted. Yeah. Um. So when you see something that isn't total shit, I, it's like, oh, my God. Thank God for this story. What would you say when you were editing the percentage of of of, of quality to to shit? Quality. Um, I I would say most of the stuff that came in was that fell into three categories: a, simply not right for the journal that I was reading for. Sure. Um, b, did you read the guidelines? Oh right, no. yeah, you hear no. that all the time. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and c, of, you know. Y- you need to you need to just write more. You just need to practice. You're right. not a bad writer. Just not this isn't not there yet. Yeah, and that's what you see in your rejection letter sometimes. Yeah, you know? not quite there. Um, so, and um, but I guess I guess the point that I'm trying to get at is that there's just an opportunity to submit more bad stuff. That when something comes across that isn't you know that does like you said X Y and Z correctly. Yeah. That you know that that gets held up as being a good story. When it in might, comparison. Yeah. So when when I come across a story like um, a brilliant, stupid, beautiful fish by Chris and A. Major, the story we're supposed to be talking about, yeah, um, it does. It's a useful tangent, I think. Yeah, it, it does everything that a story is supposed to do in a very concise way. Yeah, this would not be thirty pages, nor does it need to be. And I think what she does from having probably written it quite a bit, she knew. That let's those fifteen years that mm-hmm. she needed to jump, yeah. she jumps so very it, artfully yeah. in two or three paragraphs. So the so the story is focused on um, a moment, yeah, uh, with with some flashbacks, very very minor flashbacks, yeah, and then like I said, the last three or four paragraphs, she jumps into the future. And you're yeah. uh, a lot of stories they would have given us fifteen pages of each of those fifteen years. Because like, people want to hold on. They, they, oh, this is so good because I know that this happens during this mm-hmm. time in this character's life, yeah. and I want to put it in. Right? This is confident as fuck. Yeah. And just done yeah. so well because she knows she doesn't need that. She gave us exactly what she needed to give us, exactly yeah. what the story needed, and and that's why I was so happy and elated and just <laughs> wanted to like cry after I read. It. I was like, somebody gets it, and they still yeah. get it, and people can still do these things. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Just to sum up the tangent, I think my uncle really said it best when uh, internet came out. He's a musician, and he said, "What we're seeing is the amount of quality." He was talking about music, mm-hmm. but I think it goes for any art. Uh, it stays the same; it always will, and it has. But when the internet came out, and anybody could upload things to YouTube and this, that, and the third, he was speaking about music. He said the level of shit rises exponentially. 
and and then you're wading through it, and that's that's essentially what's happening here. It's great. Yeah, that was really good find. Thank you, man. Yeah. I, I like I said, you read a journal. Right? Well, I mean, listen, you didn't write it, so don't. I didn't. Don't be too. High. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm saying uh, you 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 got it, and I'm I'm saying this more to everyone. I mean. There are so many literary, literary journals out there, mm-hmm. and there's tons of good ones that nobody's looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not nobody, but few people are, because there's just so many. Bodega's great. Um, you know, I really enjoy it. And I hadn't heard of the one um, that you, you mentioned uh, the other day either, so there's a bunch, and we'll talk about that some other time, but let's get into Bodega. Um, I thought that this was an examination of sort of the, a, a pantomime of life. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking it, it, when I'm reading. I'm, 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 this is a, this is the, the, the listless existence of the rich, um, and and I'm always of the mind eat the rich. So I, I was, I was. I would argue the narrator is as well. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I, I think that what's interesting about this, I started thinking about craft, and I was like, wow, this is this is such a great. I could use this uh, to teach new criticism. Right where who the author is and all this other stuff has no impact. If you just take the words at face value and we look at the words and what's yeah. being said in the story, this would be such a great example for that because I didn't look up the author and what she uh, is or who she is or where she's from or anything like that because I really just wanted the story to exist for me as it does mm-hmm. from that reading um, because it really is that that really striking um sort of look that you don't usually get you get these glimpses but this i felt like i was i was embodied in the character yeah you said a pantomime and uh that seems like not real right you're you're going through the actions yeah what, what i what i thought this was more uh, a representation of our like hidden whispered thoughts like how we really think while we're doing things there's always another narrative going on that's true yeah you yeah. know there's always this other you know, well, if I do this, he's going to think that, or, you know, or he's doing this. Does he expect me to think this way? So I'm going to act this way. Meanwhile, I'm thinking about all this shit while it's happening. Oh, yeah. And then... Well, it's what uh, Foster Wallace tried to do with all his footnotes, right? Yeah. To get every thought that we get, those millions yeah. of thoughts that we get on paper at once. That was his approach. Mm-hmm. This, I think, you're, you're right. You're right. We're just getting not all of them, but we're getting enough. This is better than This is better than DF dubs. <laughs> You, you got you got everything that gives you without without footnotes. Yeah, footnotes are a pain in the ass. I I don't care for them. Um, but I think you're right. That is a really good point. Is is we're seeing that even in but but I was looking at so much of the content and mm-hmm. and what she worries about and and what she's striving for and all these things. Um, it just seems like wow, like you are not. Living at all, you're not you're, you're not dirtying yourself. You're just observing. Yeah, there's there's no dirtying. There's no I, there's no living. There's no getting in 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 the mud and the muck uh, of life. And I think that that's where the real living really. I'd comes argue from. she. I, I'd argue she is examining those things. She is, the narrator is not engaging. She's not engaging uh, in any of the the the, well, yeah, the she dirt. Is. Of life, she went. She's going on the date with the guy. She's like having them over. She's going for you know rides in cars with other people. She is. She is living life, but there's no. I think we're seeing that undercurrent of, of the examination that goes on while you're, you're like living the, life. The which worry makes you f- is so so superficial. Yeah. And the, the 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 worry and the concern and 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 the, and, the, and the the problems uh, are, I, I are. I disagree. Wow, I think that she is 
super concerned that it's not it's not superficial. But 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 that's what I'm saying from from a, a, a different perspective from from this reader's mm-hmm. perspective. I'm looking at what the narrator is concerned about, and I'm going, "Fuck you." <laughs> Really, you know, I mean, like that's yeah. that, and 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 that's what I I I in my head I'm thinking the author is like. Where else would you think it, Nick? I think <laughs> it's true. I'm thinking. See, that was bad. Had I written that, that would have been bad. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking, wow. I I just picture the writer like maniacally laughing as she's as she's creating this, and 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 just going, fuck you, you know, to the yeah. to to the narrator, like this is how. These these people think and act, and by these people I mean the the elite, the 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 wealthy who go to these private clubs and and do their their slight nods and, and but that's the thing, right? She she he pulls out the chair, he stands when she comes back mm-hmm. from the bathroom, and she's thinking about oh, you know he has these manners, which means they must be a holdover of X and Y mm-hmm. time period and and stuff. And I'm like, you're thinking about that, you're thinking about that. That's mm-hmm. something that you. Th- are you kidding me? Well, that's what people think about. That is what people think about. You're 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 absolutely right. But when all that that formality, mm-hmm. right? It's 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 formality dressed in formal attire here. Yeah. When all that formality is gone, you have actual real connection. I didn't see that this there was ever a relationship or or connection in the narrator's life anywhere. It was just examination. It was just exa- yeah. it, she's removed from living. She's she's just an observer of life. And and because of all that, the layers of superficiality that that come with this, with the manners, with the thinking about who this person is, and, and not even in a real way, uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I just, I was like, I was like, man, this is their lives, and oh, what a what a tough existence <laughs> it is. That's exactly what I was thinking the whole time. Because if you were to tear that away, right? What are you left with? The, the, they have yeah. nothing. They literally have nothing. But they could. Because once that goes away, I mean, it's almost like an anarchist type view of 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 living, right? Where they, they think if we tear down all the structures of society, we'll end up having to love one another because we're left with nothing else. But in this, if they were to tear down all the formality of the relationship or relationships in general, they'd have to go, well, I fart and you fart. And if that happened, mm-hmm. then... You'd have an actual conversation like, oh my God, what'd you eat today? That's fucking... Yeah, right, because we're real people. Yeah. Instead of... Right, I get it. Instead of uh, worrying about the constructs. Yeah. Right. I I would... Okay, so I I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) But I I would also say that this really just brings us into that deep introspection that... Yeah. That is part of the human experience for at least thinking people. I'm sure some people don't think about anything. They just wake up, uh, they go to Wawa, they get their coffee, and they go to their work. And they come home and they've put on TV, fall asleep, rinse, repeat for eight years. I, but I think you're right. I think I think that people do examine examine their lives. Maybe not to the extent that we see yeah. here or that a writer would, because it's their you know natural inclination. But I think I think you're you're absolutely right. The vast majority, and that's something that I sort of glazed over with this story a little bit. And I think it's actually a huge uh, strength of the of the writing is that she she's able to do that and really show us the nuance mm-hmm. and, and that over-examination that, that we do have. I was looking so much at the content and just picturing, because I would have been, you know, if I was Kristen Major, just, fuck these people. <laughs> you know, like, this is, um, I, want my, I wanted to say a poor man's great gasping, but that's not what I mean <laughs> at all. This is 
a, a very modern, concise version of Great Gatsby. So, uh, high it school, takes place in the 90s, yeah. so that's a few years ago now. Yeah. High school juniors, um, seniors. <coughs> right. What are in those almonds you gave me? <laughs> <laughs> Dear listeners, if you never hear from me again, you have poison me. <laughs> it's like the landlady, he's drinking the tea. It tastes like bitter almonds. Huh. It's cyanide. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry for all the coughing off, off yeah. mic. Um, Anyway, juniors and seniors out there, just read this, and I think you've pretty much got what The Great Gatsby was about, minus 48,000 words. Sure. So uh, I'm going to read, uh, to wrap this up, I'm going to read one paragraph um, Go that I think is, is just what the story is about. Go for right? it, yeah. And it's not the, la- the last, the last line, it's just, ah. Oh, it's so good. Right? That's an, ex- that's an exercise in how, your la- how endings, when they're perfect, are just so perfect. Yeah. And how they're incredibly hard to do. Yes. And how the title is part of your story. Exactly. Yeah. You you have always always uh, championed that. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I believe in it. Yeah. Well, I do now too. Uh, here's halfway through the the story. She's on a date with with this guy, Trevor. Uh, Trevor. <clears throat> Not that it matters, but. <laughs> how does life start? I said, squinting at him. What are the key threads that one picks up and then hand over hand pulls forward in time? What are mine? I go to work every day, but what? Really? So that was a moment of her. You picked the really one time trying. when she's really. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a great choice. Yeah, that one I, I that because he states that he was a philosophy major mm-hmm. and it seems to have no interest yeah. in philosophy or those deep thoughts. And she drops that one on him. Because she's a person like a lot of people yep. that are trying to connect and like, what the fuck is this world? Doesn't anybody think anything is real? Yeah. So anyway, uh, 11 thumbs up for a brilliant, stupid, beautiful fish by Kristen A. Major in bodegamag.com. Absolutely. Check it out. That was a short story, y'all. Enjoy. <laughs> Since Nick Gregorio, our usual admin, is not here, I'm going to remind you to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Book Record Beer. If you're reading along at home, next week's story is Inventory by Carmen Maria Mikado. That originally appeared in issue 14 of Strange Horizons. You can find that online, strangehorizons.com. You can also find that story in Her Body and Other Parties. Stories by Carmen Maria Mikado, out now from Grey Wolf Press.